You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is PT from ptmoney.com and FinCon, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Hi there, this is Marla Tanner from Vancouver, Canada, and you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Hi, this is John. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Well, this one's going to be a doozy. Welcome to What's Up Next, where your hosts, Paul David Thompson and Doc G, take the discussion on topics in the financial independence movement to the next level. Guest panelists share their opinion to questions that don't have clear answers to help you refine your path to financial independence. Welcome. This is Paul David Thompson from Ready Investor One. And this is Doc G from Diversify.com. So, Paul Thompson, what's up next? Well, today we have a fun exercise. We're going to be asking several influencers or some contributors to the community, what is the role of meetings, get-togethers, and conferences in the financial independence community? Uh, we have four guests today that have know each other from a variety of sources, from a common source. The way most of us probably know each other face-to-face is from FinCon. So we have PT from FinCon, Marla Tanner, and an interesting addition, Fire Up the Couch. So Fire Up the Couch, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, we, uh, we are non-bloggers at the moment. We may or may not have a blog in the future, but the, uh, the Fire Up the Couch story begins with us attending FinCon 18. When you sign up for FinCon, you have to uh, give your, your names and your information and your social media. And we realized we didn't really have any of that because we were mostly um, personal finance lurkers. And so I had to kind of come up with something on the spot. And um, after a, a little bit of thought, we came up with the name Fire Up the Couch. And the story behind the name Fire Up the Couch basically is just we, unlike most people in the FI community, are not so opposed to the RE part of FIRE. We're all about RE and uh, hope to spend more time on our couch as our children get older and our jobs fade into the distance. All right, PT, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I'm uh, Philip Taylor. People call me PT. You can call me that too. I started a blog called ptmoney.com back in 2007 to share my story with money, to help others kind of along a similar journey. Um, I live here in Frisco, Texas with my wife and three kiddos. And along the way of, of my journey of building that business, PT Money, I started FinCon as well which is a great group of people to get together annually every year for, uh, for a conference. And uh, it's a joy to just to get to run both those businesses and serve, uh, serve these communities. All right. And Marla, tell us about yourself. I guess I'm a uh, serial blog and podcast stalker. So I'm a fan. I don't produce any content, uh, but I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting lots of folks at various um, events, including Thank you, PT, for hosting me at FinCon the last couple of years. Not me personally, but uh, as a attendee. So, yeah, I'm a little bit addicted to the experience of meeting all these people that I have so much in common with and can't believe how much I have in common with compared to real life. So let's start with Sarah. Um, we all were at the same place, September 27th, 2018. We were all in Orlando. We were all at FinCon. Tell me a little bit about the journey that led you to attending FinCon 2018. So it just so happened that that was the week that we were supposed to take a vacation anyways. And we were trying to decide where to go. And John is more of the stalker of information from multiple sources and I uh, soak it up through him and he 
hesitantly approached me about an idea about that particular week that he had seen on Physician on Fire, and, and he approached it with, it's a possibility, we don't have to do this. Uh, it just turns out it was our anniversary weekend. And it was to go on the cruise uh, with a bunch of other uh, fire people. And what had gotten me was the whole idea of going to Cuba. And, uh, and then after that, it just so happened it worked out great that we would just get on a, a Lyft or an Uber and go to Orlando to go to the FinCon, uh, which we knew was around that time as well. So, John... Going to Cuba with a bunch of fire bloggers and enthusiasts and then going to FinCon is a huge leap into the community. Had you gone to any other meetups or get-togethers before this, or was this like the first? This was, this was the first, I think. We, had, we tried to attend a few local ones um, to the Choosify DC group. Um, we're in the DC area and um, hadn't made any of them, but... As a fervent uh, physician on fire reader, when I when I saw his idea offered out to the community of "Hey, come join me on this cruise that dovetails so nicely with FinCon," and it just so happened to be right around the time we were looking to take a vacation, anyhow, I jumped at the chance. Of course, I had to run it by my wife first. Thankfully, she agreed. Uh, I think, in hindsight, it was a it was a great decision. We had a, an amazing time. And was there some fear that that Sarah probably wasn't as intensely into the fire community as you were, so might not have wanted to go to this get together with complete strangers? I I wasn't. I didn't fear that she would be opposed to the idea, but I did fear that she would maybe not want that to be her her vacation, her one non kid vacation for the year. We try to usually take one vacation where we leave the kids behind, and I couldn't understand if she had said, no, no, thank you. We're going to do something uh, a little more up my alley. But she was on board, thankfully. So Marla, from from get-together newbies to a get-together pro, I know you or knew you before I met you in person. And the reason why is I had heard you on the Mad Scientist podcast and I had heard you on the Choose Fi podcast. So I assume that that was because of your award-winning blog or maybe your bestseller book, or, or was it that uh, podcast that so many of us listened to that, that got you and landed you those interviews? It sounds like you're also a podcast stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just might be. <laughs> uh, no, I started, it was in 2012, and like many people, I stumbled on the Mr. Money Mustache um, blog and became an instant convert and uh, as soon as the very first Chautauqua was announced, I just bought a ticket like instantly. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to like be a ghostwriter for Mr. Money Mustache. This is my chance. I can't wait. So that's how it all started. Oh, and in terms of getting invited on the podcasts, I think it really was just forming genuine connections with those particular guys who have become really great friends. So. And, and yeah. how, did, how did they become great friends? Um, (laughs) that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's the same. I mean, I, I make friends easily and I find I have so much in common with so many people that it's not unusual that they would become great friends. And and in particular, like Brandon and Brad, I guess I felt like they were like brothers to me, like just people that I could have grown up with and had so much in common with and similar parent styles and, and similar senses of humor and that kind of thing. So, and you had know. met them, you had met them many times through different get togethers or, or you had gone to, uh, I had met Brandon a few times. Yes. At uh, camp mustache and um, I'm not sure where else, but we hung out for several days with a bunch of people and got to know each other that way and then kept in touch. So PT back in 2011, when you came up and started with FinCon, did you have any idea that you would be talking to a group of panelists where three of them came to FinCon but were not content producers and were not business people? That's a good question. I would say yes and no. I mean, certainly I didn't think that someone, uh, maybe without any interest at all, you know, in, in creating, you know, their own content at some point uh, would be at the event. But a lot of us back in the day were so early on in our content creation or business uh, endeavors that 
you know, it, the, the distance between, I guess, from A to A to B wasn't very far for a lot of us. We, this was a, our first conference we were, a lot of us were going to or on, um, uh, endeavor. And so we were all sort of new to it anyway. And so the idea of new people being involved in, in some fashion makes a lot of sense. And really, um, if you look at the, at the core of our community, I mean, it's earnestly just people who have discovered that they want to change something about their, how they handle their own finances and their own life. And then they take to the internet to sort of share that, to get accountability and to find other people who are doing it too. And so um, it's very much a, you know, general population sort of uh, filtering down process that kind of happens. So there's no license required to be in this industry. Um, you know, there's no permission that needs to be granted to anyone to, you know, involve themselves. So, so I guess yes and no. I mean, um, you know, it's really cool though to see more and more folks who just, you know, for whatever reason have identified with this community wanting to, to kind of jump in and experience it. And I, I totally get it. I mean, it's really what pushed me to start my own site to begin with. There just happened to not be really a conference around at the time. So I started the blog instead. And, and I think back then, you know, the community and the conversation was really happening around the blogs themselves. And so there was really not much of the social media aspect at that time. And so we really just commented on each other's sites. And I think these days with social media, maybe it provides a way, Facebook groups, forums, it provides kind of a way for people to kind of connect without necessarily having to have the the blog aspect though. John, I want to go over to you. When you came, when you signed up for FinCon, did you feel like you were a part of the community already? And did that change by the time you had come to the end of the conference? It's a pretty good question because uh, uh, admittedly, I didn't know a whole lot about FinCon when I, when I went to sign up. I, I just thought it was something fun that people that were into personal finance uh, attended because um, most of the content producers, when they talk about FinCon, they tend to just talk about how great of a time they had and, and um, they don't really explain what they were doing there or why. So I wanted to go because I wanted to meet some people who thought like me make some new friends, hopefully. And it was only when I went to sign up that I realized, oh, this is actually kind of a conference for, <laughs> where, you know, for content producers and creators and, you know, where money and media meet. That, that was a surprise to me. But nonetheless, um, I still wanted to go um, for the same reasons that I, I originally thought would, would be a good idea. And I, it actually ended up working out exactly that way. We met tons of new great people and uh, the, the community is just as open and welcoming as everybody says. Sarah, did you feel pressure upon meeting people that you had to explain who you were or, or what you were about uh, because you didn't have a platform to point people to? Yes, a lot of people, every significant amount of people have blogs and the first question out of your mouth is, you know, what is your site? And every time we had to explain and a lot of people thought it was very interesting that we were focusing on the retirement part. A significant amount of people are focusing on their next life. And, and we probably will be there, but our, our goal is to do that if we want, but not if we not to, to need to. So um, we do believe in fat fire and, and we but no one knows that around us. So it was nice to, even though we didn't have a blog, it was nice to talk to people that understood us and understood we were where we were coming from. So to reiterate to what John had said, it was really nice to get to see people who we've been listening to and, and uh, meet new people. I would say uh, we got the question, what is fire up the couch? Uh, so many times that, the first few was definitely awkward. And I think even you, Doc Chi, when we met you, I, I seem to recall a puzzled look on your face. And then I think you followed up with a, so what are you doing here? But certainly not in a negative way, just more inquisitive. And that's, that's really what most people were just kind of curious, like, oh, what is Fire Up the Couch? Oh, it's not a blog. Well, why are you here? Um, and that was a good conversation starter, actually, and made it, made it almost easier to meet and connect with people. So, Marla, when I was listening to the Mad Scientist podcast, when you were on with you with him, uh, he referred to you as the tie that binds, which I, I think is a great compliment about talking about your place in this community. But I wondered if your place in the financial independence community 
compared to your place in other communities is different. Does this community feel different than friendships that you have from other places? Yes, and thank you for that lovely compliment. It, it does feel really good. Um, I guess one thing that I reflect on often is I think my real-life communities and workplaces have always been surrounded by extroverts, and I am definitely more of an extrovert, whereas I think many people in the Phi community would self-identify as being introverted. And so I, I feel like I've taken on a role kind of on purpose to kind of bring people out of their shells in these personal events because it is intimidating when you're a first-time person going. And I think even if you are extroverted, you feel those same butterflies in your stomach and you wouldn't be human if you didn't have them. But people feel alone and feel self-conscious and maybe I know that I can help bring them out of that. So yeah, I, I relish that role of kind of being a, a welcomer or somebody that can make people feel at ease and introduce them to the next person or bring them into the circle. I'm wondering, PT, when you were putting together FinCon, if it ever kind of entered your mind that the financial independence community does tend to be a huge number of introverts. And in fact, when I've gone to get-togethers, especially the smaller get-togethers, there's like this moment of everyone sitting together with no one talking uh, before the conversation starts. Was that something that kind of entered your mind and that you planned for when you were putting these conferences together? Yeah, a little bit. You know, um, we certainly, um, I, I studied a guy by the name of Adrian Seeger. He, he talks a lot about peer-driven conferences. One of the things he feels is, is really important at the outset of your event is to ask three questions. And we've tried to do this in some form, not directly necessarily, but in some form during each of our events through the years, whether it's at the opening mixer or even if it's just sort of in the magazine as sort of a helpful guide or we use it on social media in some way. But it's essentially, um, you know, how did you get here? How did you get to this conference? Um, uh, what are you looking to get out of it? And then there's, there's someone else here that I should meet. And so those three questions kind of, uh, I think, set people at ease and put them in a position to where they can be a resource versus trying to be impressive or trying to be uh, extroverted in some way, but really just be seen as kind of someone who's there to help. And I think everyone enjoys being someone who's who's there to help someone else. And so we try to create sort of an environment uh, that, that facilitates that. But yes, there's still sort of, you know, the natural awkwardness that kind of happens. But uh, the, the cool thing about our community is that you know, we've really, most of us have really self-selected into this space. And so we found, found out what interests us. And in this case, fire uh, are pursuing a, a more intentional financial life. And then we've gone on the internet to find the people who are just like us, who are geeks about that same subject. And then we've found this physical place where they're going to be. And so um, I think just by the nature of us being the ones willing to talk about that taboo uh, of money and, and, and really get into the details of our finances, and figure them out and sort of step out of the script that life has, has us in. I think because we, we have that uh, thing in common, it just creates kind of a natural bond when we get together. And so, uh, as I, I've said before, you may have heard me say, we're the weird people on the internet talking about money. And so, um, and so when we get together in person, I think it, even though there is that maybe that moment of awkwardness that you always experience in meeting face to face, um, once you, once you sort of start breaking that down, it, it really creates like a really strong bond, I think, between people. I'm going to move this over to John and Sarah, and I'm going to ask you both the same question. We'll start with John. Um, I've noticed that PT in what he's written on the blog and the way he speaks about this conference is that it is a peer-driven conference. After being part of this community and going to a conference the way you have, do you feel like the people in this community are your peers? Do you feel like you fit in? Well, I will say um, one of my hesitations about going was how hard would it be able to connect with people, meet new people? Um, it was extremely easy as it turns out. Um, and what, what really surprised me was not only just people in general, was that were we able to connect with and meet, but pretty much every blogger that I really follow and have an interest in, I was able to meet and have conversations with. So now after the conference, we've, you know, I've got these personal connections rather than just, you know, reading their content and, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's strange at first having a conversation with someone where you, you feel like you know a lot about them and they obviously have no idea about anything about you. Um, and now if, when I see them in the future, we'll, we'll have some things to talk about. 
I would say you guys, you know, one thing I, I remembered is, is at least for half of our conversations, you guys were standing somewhere in the realm of the wows. Uh, so that's like a lightning rod for people coming up and talking to you. But I would, I would pass the same question to you, Sarah. A- after attending, do you feel like this group is now your peers? So I was definitely going to comment that uh, we really lucked out by being on the cruise with all of those people and we warmed up together before we actually attended FinCon and I especially appreciate the wows for essentially taking us under their wing and introducing us to a significant amount of people that we may have not seen otherwise or may have not met otherwise. you, John knows a significant amount of people that he reads. And so he could recognize those, but then, you know, we were able to meet a lot of additional people such as you, Doc G and a couple of others. It did did seem to be a lot of doctors that we met. (laughs) So as a peer, yes and no. I mean, we have a lot in common financially. We don't have a lot in common as part of the education, but at the end of the day, we all have the same values and we all understand what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it. So it was, it was great. Yeah. I think for, as far as peers go, FinCon has so many important, really impressive people. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to feel on the same level as somebody like yourself who posts every single day to their blog and has a podcast and is a, practicing physician. And so, yeah, uh, on that level, it's hard, hard to feel like everybody there was my peers, but certainly there were other people like us, um, uh, that I do consider my peers. And that's why I think other meetups, um, going to as many as possible, um, you're more likely somebody like us is more likely to find their peers, um, there and really see how diverse this community is. Yeah. I was just going to add on to what Sarah said when she said, um, that maybe not peers, but that we all share values. And I think that's the the crux of what's unique about the community is uh, we do share values. So we, we might have different spending habits, but the idea of uh, being people who want to challenge the norm or uh, get off the hamster wheel or question everything, you kind of right away start to feel something where your most important values and the things that you hold dear are something you not only have in common with these people, but you find out that you have this in common with in such a quick way. Like it's really kind of amazing. Even if you're not talking about money, crazy. Tell me Marla, you know, how many FinCons have you been to? Cause a number of people who I met there had been to more than one. I had just been to two. <laughs> so not too crazy. And so PT, you know, I'm wondering about this. There is a group of people who I think have been to every FinCon. Is that right? And it, and it's and it's a decent size group, right? Yeah, a small, actually, a small, pretty small group left that's uh, been to all eight to this point. I think we have about 25 or so. Yeah, but but then I think if you if you look at the numbers that are six, seven, uh, five, six, seven years, it's uh, a little more significant. This episode is brought to you by Range Rover Sport. Range Rover Sport leads by example. With a visceral, uncompromising, and dramatic feel, this car helps you rise to the occasion. How does it do that? Range Rover Sport has powerful on-road performance and commanding all-terrain capability by combining assertiveness with signature Range Rover refinement. This is the car that redefines sporting luxury. The new Range Rover Sport features advanced cabin technologies such as active noise cancellation and cabin air purification, purposeful cockpit-like driving position, and award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment is at the heart of the experience and provides intuitive control of the vehicle systems. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. Once again, explore and build your Range Rover Sport at L-A-N-D-R-O-V-E-R. USA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. This episode is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, if you're like me, you thought at one point in your life that having enough money would solve all of your problems. And guess what? It didn't for me, and it probably isn't for you. But you know what helps quite a bit? Therapy. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It definitely did for me, and when I used BetterHelp, I found that I was learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowered me to be the best version of myself, and it's not for just those people who've experienced major trauma. You might be like me. Maybe you got to the point where financially you were successful, and yet you still found that life's problems hadn't been all solved. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash earn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash E-A-R-N. Yeah, and I, I think I was talking to Nords about this issue, and I, I'm wondering, so someone like, Doug Nordman, we're not going to teach him much about personal finance, I don't think. Why do you think he comes? I mean, I guess he comes to teach and for community, but what do you think makes a guy like him come year after year? Well, I think, uh, I think there's sort of a reunion aspect to what we're doing. Um, and, and keep this in mind, this community existed before the conference. And so the conference was just sort of an outpouring of us wanting to be together, right? So I think that is, is always going to be there. We move it around every year, which creates a new experience. We, we, a lot of our attendees value travel, new experiences. They have freedom so they can explore new cities and, and take new adventures. That's another reason we move the conference around each year is to give people an additional excuse to, to kind of invest to be there. Um, but yeah, it's really about the community, uh, about folks coming together and, you know, picking up a few new relationships, but then seeing folks you, you haven't seen in a while and, and reconnecting. Um, and that's a, that's a big aspect of it. Go ahead, Mara. I was just going to add just um, also being friends with JD Roth from Get Rich Slowly. He's one of that group of 28 who's been there since the beginning with PT. And I know as he plans his FinCon, he has like a huge list of all the people he's going to meet with. He has meetings, he has like there's networking opportunities that people really schedule and put on the calendar. So I think that's the most valuable thing for a lot of the attendees who really use it for business. All right. We'll have PT close his ears for a moment for this next question. I'm going to direct it to John. So John, when you signed up for this and you got there and you looked at the different talks, were you stressed about getting to see the talks or was it more about hanging out in the hallways and talking to people? Um, I don't know if I was stressed about getting to see them all. They were they were pretty well spaced out, but um, I was I was excited for both. I was um, there were some really good panel discussions and a couple of good talks that I was really interested in seeing. People who um, you know my favorite bloggers and podcasters. I'd like to hear them talk in person. I don't know that I necessarily learned a ton because a lot of times they were talking about things that I'd been reading about, but it was just fun to see and hear them in person. Well, what's uh, particularly interesting that Marla just commented on was all the networking and I'll take a ne next step of all the creative ideas that come out of getting together with other people in the community. Um, this podcast specifically was launched. We had a vague idea that we wanted to do something, but we, Doc and I first met at Camp Fi earlier in the year and we developed a good relationship. And Actually, what came up, what generated the idea for this format of this podcast was one of the sessions where I forget what you'd call it, but it was when they were uh, talking about the, it was the panel discussion PT that they had for their uh, playing with fire. And they had all the A-listers up there talking about that. And it kind of turned into a panel discussion, some of which was not about documentary at all. It was about the role of the, the people in the fire community and should, do we even call it fire? Do we, should we call it RE? You know, and, uh, what, what's the role of we influencing the uh, healthcare in the U S and my thought during that um, panel discussion was why was this not a podcast episode? And as a result, I have came up with this idea and talked to doc about it, about this is the kind of thing that I want. I want to do something a little bit different and I want to do something that opened up a new level of conversation that I only get to hear when I go to the, the panel discussions at FinCon or at 
Camp Fi or if you go to Chautauqua, which I've never been to, I'm sure there, there, there were kind of panel discussions happening there. I don't know of anywhere else on the internet where you can get that. And so that's why we started this particular podcast in this format. So I'm not sure if I have a question there, but I was I just for one thing to say to PT, thank you for creating that environment and that, uh, that muse for us to create our, our content and have better discussions. PT, have you ever tried to keep track of how many blogs and podcasts and businesses were discovered or started at FinCon? That's a, that's a good one. No, um, anecdotally, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of, especially podcasts, different YouTube channels have come and sort of spawned out of the event. Um, relationships have formed. We have a couple people have gotten married, uh, after meeting at FinCon. Um, so cool things like that. Yeah. It just happens when you bring people together, good, good ideas kind of pop. And, and I, I push over to Sarah. Uh, you and I talked a lot about content because although you don't put information out there, you do do a fair bit of writing. Any pull to start publishing after, after FinCon? So we have dabbled in a little bit of um, writing specifically for the blog. However, we're still struggling with the voice. If, if we do it together, it will be a unique twist because I'm not going to be able to provide any financial information that's not already there. John will. He's got some interesting views. and So if I were to provide anything, it would be more of a non-financial blog. So it's just interesting. We've, we've thought about it. He is taking more of the lead role, which is fine by me. And he's got some things identified, but we only have about an hour to mate at max two hours at night. And, uh, before we need to, you know, groundhog's day occurs again. <laughs> so it's pretty tough for us and, and making sure that we spend and we're present with our family is the most important thing to us right now. Yeah, I see a, a, a distant look in John's eyes as if there was some machinations about fired up the couch that, that you know, a diabolical plan somewhere back there. Yeah, well, the, the ironic thing is, you know, one of the biggest things holding us back is a lack of time. Um, we, all of our free time, what little there is, we want to, we want to dedicate to our family and our young, our young girls. If we had more free time, we would probably have more time and, and dedicate some of that to maybe creating a blog. Most of the people who have blogs or create blogs are, are doing it to document their journey to FI. And that, that would be the case for us too. It would, if, if, a big if we ever created a blog, it would be, you know, 95% for us and uh, entertaining our own selves. And if anybody else happens to like it, great. It would, it would be lifestyle more than financial advice because neither of us are financial experts, but we've got some lifestyle experience for sure. So the, yeah, the ironic part is, you know, we feel like we don't have enough time, but maybe if, if we were retired, we would have the time. But I think if I was retired, I'd probably find other ways to spend my time than writing on a blog, uh, maybe sitting on a beach or uh, sitting on the couch. <laughs> for instance. <laughs> Firing up the couch, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Sarah and I, I think we talked a lot about, and we won't go into depth about this, but but even writing about things that weren't necessarily financially oriented, like talking about children or upbringing, those kind of things. Um, I wanted to swing over to Marla. Marla, I've seen you reference a few times in podcasts the idea of writing a blog, and it, it appears to me that there are two two areas I've heard you speak quite extensively about. One is travel hacking. And the other is kind of post-financial independence life. Uh, and I think in some ways you've really developed a voice for both of those things. Have you felt the push uh, to try to get some type of content out there around those issues? Yes, definitely. I come back from every event pumped up that I'm going to do something and then I go back to my couch. So I can tell John and Sarah that, Whatever time you have will disappear. Because <laughs> yep. I've never been bored. There's, there's, uh, there's always something to work on. And I'm sure there's still, I'm sure fear, uh, fear plays a big part in not putting myself out there and doing it. But I do feel like I've gotten more involved, like even just being a guest on podcasts and being at these events. And because there's so many, I feel like I have engaged with the community in my own way. And that's okay. So I, I don't beat myself up as much. And on the travel hacking side, I honestly don't think there's a need for 
um, another blog about it. <laughs> so, so I'm happy to let that one go. <laughs> Yeah. I will just a statement. Um, interestingly enough, I think you've built credibility in this community around who you are. So if you have fear about creating content, I think the people around you already accept your worthiness. Um, I, I don't have a question with that. That's just a statement. So just just something to think about. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, after I heard her on the Mad Scientist podcast, I kind of decided she was one of my top five heroes at that point, uh, just kind of, you know, stumbled into early retirement and was just kind of taking it day by day. And that's, that's really, that's kind of where I want to go. And Marla, if you're ever interested in creating something, I think that you would be very valuable in helping people. So for instance, um, you said you plan, I believe it was you that said that you plan uh, what your next trip is and then uh, do your credit cards around that. It would be very nice if we could tell you what our plans are and you could tell us what credit cards to get. That'd be useful. I'd be absolutely yeah. happy to help. I do that all the time on an informal basis. So um, just send me a note and I'll be happy to help you. That goes for anyone listening. I'd be happy to help anybody plan their, uh, their credit card strategy. And thank you all of you for those lovely compliments. I appreciate it. Yeah, one last embarrassing statement and then we'll move on to PT. I was doing research uh, on you, Marla, for this this episode. And when I Googled your name, one of the first things that came up with was top five choose five episodes. And you were in the top five, at least nice. according yeah. to one according to one blog. So okay, we, we won't make any more more make you more embarrassed. But so PT, you know, you you were the creator and the producer of FinCon. You also have your own blog. You also have a podcast. Does doing the meeting planning take away from those other activities? Yeah, it does. Uh, I've got a good team that, that I have three employees that help me build FinCon now, which is great. And they've been able to take more of the load in the past couple of years. And, and I'm going to push them to do more even next year. Uh, I, I love getting online and creating something. And uh, I've, I've certainly loved iterating on the conference from year to year, but there's something about just sort of owning hundred percent my own blog or my own podcast when I'm doing those. Um, that just is, is a fun exercise. I'm a passionate nerd about this topic. And so I think as humans, we can, we can consume, especially if you've got a growth mindset, you're a learner constantly, you know, the more you consume, the more likely it is that eventually you're just going to need to express that in some way. Um, as little or big as it, ends up being, but uh, I think that's a natural sort of human tendency. And we need more people certainly to express their financial lives online. I mean, we haven't solved the world's problem. So, um, so yeah, I stay in the game because I just love it. In fact, as soon as FinCon's over every year, I sort of take the three weeks it takes to kind of close the books on it. And then I'm just super excited to get back over at PT Money and start working on it. I've got a team there too that helps me, but it's really a joy to run that business um, that business changed my life. It allowed me to go create FinCon. And so um, I love it. And I want to see myself doing it, you know, into the future potentially. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a joy to continue to create. It's, it's my outlet that I get to speak to over 6,000 people a day, you know, in the world with. And so it's pretty cool to have, to have that tool, to have that opportunity, especially now as my kids get older, now it becomes about legacy and about what am I sort of leaving behind for them to check out and, yeah, it's it's exciting. Can you remember the first meetup or get together you went to before all this started? Yeah, uh, the first thing I actually did, I, I think I went to, I met a guy in town. He was another blogger. I met him in town. We, we did coffee every once in a while. And then I went uh, across the country. I went, went to Vegas for a conference. I think it was uh, Affiliate Summit or Blog World Expo at the time. And uh, just met another blogger in the hallway. We ended up skipping all the sessions and just sitting out in the hallway with our laptops open just working on our sites and sharing ideas and talking shop. So that was, you know, that was kind of the, the moment I kind of uh, realized, you know, we needed more of this. We needed more people together and have our own thing here. So I'd like to move over and transition a little bit back to John. Um, I've heard both you and Sarah make references to the idea of, well, once you're retired early and how that'll affect you, did you feel any sense of imposter syndrome being at a financial conference, but feeling maybe like you're not where you want to be at the moment? Definitely. I mean, absolutely. Uh, imposter syndrome, like you wouldn't believe, because we're surrounded by all these super, super ambitious, super productive people 
and and we are ambitious and productive, Sarah in particular, much more so than me, but as a couple, we do all right. Um, in our own way, we're, we're pretty productive and ambitious. Well, yes and no. Um, we're doing fairly well. Uh, we live in a very expensive area, so that doesn't help. One of the things that we had talked about, and we, as Marla said, we were very gung-ho to do a five-year strategic plan. We still need to discuss this five-year strategic plan. But It'll happen in five years. <laughs> we, yes, we technically can't retire here. Um, and we're, you know, we do have a vision, at least John does, but we're doing okay. And actually it was um, solidified more by talking to people that although we are not retired at this moment in time, there are steps that we can take. There are other steps like um, ensuring we have liquid cash to make the, the leap um, that we're just working on. So yes, yes, there's a lot of people that have a significant amount more of, you know, uh, finances already done, but we were frugal to begin with and we didn't know that and we didn't have a term. It, it was a struggle for us living in where we live and we decide not to have brand new cars and we've decided not to do X and not to do Y. And it, there was never a, a name. And now that we have a name to it, it has really opened our eyes of, okay, there's a reason why we're doing this. We didn't understand it. And now we do. And it really has changed our lives. So it's a breath of fresh air, honestly. We've talked a lot about how great FinCon is and it, and it is of course, but some of the local meetups, uh, one of the pluses of that is you're meeting people who aren't necessarily, in fact, most aren't content creators. They're regular old people like us. And they really run the gamut from, you know, people making minimum wage all the way up through, you know, multimillionaires, um, young people, old people and everything in between. And, and those are where you kind of get the sense that, oh, wow, this, this really is a, a, a really large, really inclusive community. So Marla, you're like a meetup and get together pro. Um, should the average Joe who goes to the local Choose Fi meetup maybe making minimum wage, maybe feels a little bit farther below in the path than some of the blogs they read. Should those people be going to these Camp Fies and Camp Mustaches and FinCons? I would, I would um, recommend a bit of an order in terms of what you do first. Um, I think Camp Fies and Camp Mustache are accessible to absolutely anybody and everyone would feel welcome. It's a wide array of um, ages and backgrounds and every type of person and some people are going to meet the the sort of speakers or the the main bloggers but most people I think are going just to uh, find like-minded people and you just can't go wrong I, I don't think there'd be you know maybe the odd spouse who's been dragged there didn't have a good time because they felt a little bit out of place but I would say everyone else would would love it um, with FinCon, I think you want to have at least met a few people from going to these other events first, because I think you might, it's a very big conference, and I think you might feel, if you were gung-ho on starting a blog or a podcast, or you had one, and you were looking for the tools that the content um, is there for, then I think you would feel great. But if you just went as a fan, or somebody that wanted to meet other bloggers, I think you might, um, it might be hard as your first event to go to. But the reason I went was really not as much for the content, even though I think I was surprised by how much I enjoyed the content this year and heard speakers that I didn't know. And uh, it was wonderful to get exposed to different voices and learn about new blogs. So it's valuable in that way. But it was mostly as kind of this reunion idea that PT was talking about where uh, if you hadn't seen some, like there were people I hadn't seen since my first Chautauqua in 2013 that I got to reconnect with. So uh, that was the value there. And Chautauqua, so I guess that's the order I would do first, is one of the camps. I don't have a preference of they're all amazing. And ideally, you pick one closest to you because we'll reduce our carbon footprint out of respect for the world and Mr. Money Mustache. Then a FinCon, I think, would be great to reconnect with some of your people and meet some more. And then Chautauqua, I think, is a little different uh, I went because I was really on the 
on the edge of what am I doing? Am I going to retire? Who, how much do I have? Is it enough? And I found many other people that were there. It's a much smaller group. It's much more intense. It's a whole week. And you have these amazing leaders in the community who will sit down one-on-one -on -one with you and go over your numbers. So many people make very big decisions or get reinforcement or confirmation of their, their choices. And I think it's very expensive, so you don't want to go unless uh, you can afford it. But it's really worth it, especially if you're at kind of a, uh, a fork in the road, so to speak. PT, do you think people come to FinCon for that kind of proof of concept uh, or that, you know, help with numbers? Do they come to say, I really think I'm financially independent, but I'm too scared to make the leap and become a content producer or leave the work lifestyle and, and become a digital nomad or what have you? Do, do you think people come for that? You know, um, we didn't necessarily... Uh, we, I know we didn't start out as a, we're certainly not a fire event. We're not a, um, it's, it's, we've become where fire, where the fire community has come, has started to come to and, and is attracted to. We're certainly glad to be kind of a on-ramp for people to come and experience uh, the fire community, whether it's hanging out with other folks who are just into the topic or hanging out with the creators. Yeah, I, I would say, um, I, I would say we're, we're welcome to continue being that, that on-ramp for people or, Alternatively, we may say, you know, fire, the, the a global fire summit or a nationwide fire summit sort of needs sort of a new house, right? It needs kind of a new thing. And we're happy to just have the creators here and, and maybe still welcome some folks in the community. But uh, the larger kind of fire space needs a bigger, a bigger event. So I'd be, I'd be actually interested to hear what Marla and the rest of you guys uh, think about that idea of, of kind of having a a big fire nationwide or global fire summit that really is not necessarily geared toward the creators, but is just sort of sort of fire community in general. Yeah. I think we've always had kind of the, the smaller groups, right? Marla, like the camp Fies and the camp mustaches. Um, I don't know if anyone has got together uh, to do something bigger. It might possibly be that for these get-togethers, people like to sit across from a small group and talk about their numbers and get into specifics. And so I think that might even be harder at a larger group like a FinCon. What do you think, Marla? Do you think we have a large fire summit uh, in the future? Yeah, and I know Jonathan on Choose FI, he raised that idea probably, I don't know, six or eight months ago. And I think there's there's talk. I don't know who's working on it, but there's definitely talk about it. And I think it would, it would uh, attract a huge audience. I think it would be super popular and I would be there. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you would have, have a lot of people who, uh, in this community who would go. It seems like, like you, a lot of us like to go to as many of these get togethers, conferences and meetups as possible. Uh, I want to transition just a touch more before we get to our final question. John and Sarah, when you came and were sitting there hanging out with the WOWs, having all sorts of people come up and start talking to you, was there a moment where you saw a quote-unquote celebrity and uh, were afraid to go up and talk to them? We saw Mr. Money Mustache and we, were, we wanted to touch him. And <laughs> um, in in, uh, Big Earn. Big Earn. <clears throat> Brandon, yeah. Pretty much everybody, um, I was trying to behave myself and be nice and act like I was just a normal person. But in reality, I was, you know, I really appreciate all the content they've put out. Um, the only, I control myself well enough that I think the only selfie uh, was with Mr. Money Mustache. And, you know, of course, he's such a cool guy that he, he took it in stride. I'm sure he's kind of used to it. Yeah, so that's what I've found interesting because I'm a relatively new um, convert from more of the real estate investor space to this personal finance or financial independent retire early space. And that's the one thing that I noticed. My first event was in January of 2018 this year. And then I've gone to like three campfires in my first FinCon this year. And what, what I've found even more so than the community, which I has a lot of similarities in the real estate space, is that this community that of like-minded people, that's why you these conferences tend to be so valuable, but more so for this, and I don't know if it's personal finance or financial independence specific or not, but what I'll say is the idea of how open everybody is. One of the things that PT said earlier was that there's no 
license to get in. There's no certification to be a developer or an influencer in this space. And you can go to a FinCon or any similar type conference that's in this space and not be an influencer and meet the 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 A-listers, like I tend to call them. And they are normal, everyday people that just decided to start writing articles on the internet first. And they're really no different than anything that you're doing. They're very down to earth people. And so if you're listening to this and you've ever had doubts as it will not, it's worth coming to one of these. I'd like to give each of the guests a chance to say, what would you tell listeners to this who have not been to FinCon or haven't been to some of these other smaller Choose FI events or Camp Fi, Camp Mustache, or anything that may come at, come a result in next year, some Fire Nation event that sounds really cool. What's your story to them? What why why should somebody come and what role does it have in in their journey to financial independence? Well, I'll start with you, Marla. Well, I would encourage everyone to go. I think you're not going to regret it. I think it's always good to step out of your comfort zone, and what you'll realize pretty quickly is you're actually right back in it because everybody is so welcoming and. Um, you're not going to be left sitting in a corner. All the events are built to facilitate communication. You, you sit at group tables. There's always somebody there to, to make you feel welcome. So just go for it. And once you go, you'll, you'll make a friend, and then you'll make the next friend, and it'll go on from there. And for me, I'm not somebody who likes the internet forums or chat groups or all of that kind of stuff. I like the face-to-face communication and so if you're a person like that, you'll, you'll really get a lot out of it because you can make friends. And even a three-day event or a four-day event like FinCon, uh, it's um, a long enough time that you can really get to know somebody. And then if you repeat that by seeing them again, you really can build strong friendships over time. How about you, John and Sarah? Yeah, I think I would say uh, everybody should definitely uh, think about going. <clears throat> it's, it's, these events are, are the only things I've ever attended where small talk isn't painful. Not a big fan of small talk. I'm kind of an introvert, but uh, the small talk at these kind of places is actually interesting and fun and meeting new people um, is easy. And and a good reason for that is like looking towards my future. You know, hopefully we'll we'll, uh, be able to give up our nine to fives a little early. And if and when we do that, we're going to need some people to hang out with. Um, As much as we love each other, it'd be good to have some, some friends that aren't slaving away their nine to fives um, all day. Yes. And I I agree with Marla um, where she said that you should go and John has said this as well, go to your meetups here or what your local meetups to sort of have that um, foundation. And at least you'll see some people that you'll know they will most likely be there as well. And that also helps you. It's an icebreaker. Uh, if there is another event such as Physician on Fire doing another cruise, I highly recommend doing that. That was a significant. Um, I'm so jealous of that. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was it was fantastic. The cruise itself would not have been as fun w- without those uh, people that were there. We we did feel like imposters because we were the only non doctors there, but you know that's <laughs> fine. So there's things. Yes, uh, FinCon is huge, so you may feel very intimidated. But to have the local meetups and to at least know a few people, it's a very good uh, starting point. PT? And, of course, I'm going to tell you to go to an event. <laughs> so, um, yeah, certainly invest in your local events. Uh, that's how it started for me. Start there. But then uh, think about it this way. Um, you know, you, your workplace right now may may require you to go to certain conferences every year. And, and like John said, you know, you're kind of forced to small talk with people you don't really care about or whatever. But this is an event for you. This is actually one you can invest in for yourself and it will pay off directly back for you, something that you're passionately passionate in, personally interested in. Um, something I always got to keep in mind whenever I leave the house because I've got three kids and a wife who stays at home and takes care of them. And so when I leave the house to go on trips, like it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And so what I try to think about is there's an opportunity for, for me to go make something happen. And so when I leave the house, I try to always bring something back, right? I'm like the caveman to go in to kill something and bring it back. And so that's what I think about when I go to other events too. It's like, um, you don't have to force it. Just know that when you get there, let, you know, be open, be, be positive, let, you know, let communication happen, let relationships establish. And before you know it, like the magic will happen and you'll be bringing something cool home with you. 
And uh, FinCon's the same way. You know, it, it really allows, it's an open palette for you to kind of create something cool, whether it's a relationship or a new idea, and really bring that home and then be inspired to kind of take that to the next level. Nothing like face-to-face. The internet hasn't solved the, the problem that we're all human still. And uh, we need to connect with each other and shake hands and have beers together. So, yeah, come on out. Yeah, that is probably, uh, there's, there's always the meeting after the meeting, whether or not there's alcohol involved, uh, it, it's your choice. But um, I, there usually is in our case. Um, <laughs> that That's where the connections really happen. And that's where the the the, the network, your, the, because I always think, I always learn something, but I take a relationship away from these um, events more so than anything else. And those relationships are hard to, just like PT was saying, they're really hard to make, to foster in an internet forum in the way that you really can do at the bar, you know, at wherever you find a place to, to <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of um, unauthorized, I think, meetings that happen after, at the end of, <laughs> And, and that's where it really got fun, right? So, okay, let's give it a chance to uh, each of you to promote where you are on the internet. So Marla, where can folks who want to learn more about you, I guess you can promote your other podcast that you've been on, right? (laughs) I guess if you want to hear me talk, you can listen to me on um, the mad scientist. I don't know the episode number or um, choose FI. I'm the second. Yeah. You're the top five. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you go there only if you're interested in travel rewards slash yeah. travel hacking. Apparently we're not allowed to call it travel hacking. If we're, uh, if, so if you talk to, if you talk to Brad, you can't call it that, right? You can't call it that. Nope. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you could listen to that one. It's on more advanced, uh, travel rewards. And then if you want to reach out to me, just use Facebook. It's Marla Tanner and Tanner's got one end. So there's just one of me. You can find me easily. Okay. I'll make sure and put that in the show notes. John and Sarah, where can you tell folks to find out more about you? And do you have anything that you're working on that, that you're going to announce? Any, any, any big um, developments since FinCon? No, no big developments to announce yet. Uh, we, we can be found and connected with uh, on Twitter mostly uh, at Fire Up the Couch. Um, we joked a lot at FinCon that uh, we were hoping to snag next year's Plutus Award for Best Parked Domain. So if you want to head over to uh, fireupthecouch.com, you can, you can check out our parked domain. And maybe, just maybe at some point in the future, if you can check back, you might see some content there. Fantastic. Fantastic. So PT, I'm curious, uh, what is up next for you and for FinCon? You're always got something brewing. Uh, I, I sense that you're that kind of guy. And where, if, if people don't already know, um, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, so they can go to FinConExpo.com and learn all about the event. And something we did this past year, which we'll probably roll out again, is a community pass. And so by application only, you can apply to come to the conference for a, a lower ticket price if you're not a creator. But if you are a creator, certainly check out the event. And then we have something also called FinCon Local uh, in a city or region next near you. Uh, the FinCon community is meeting up uh, sporadically throughout the year. That's kind of an open source deal. Folks do it just whenever it pops up. But uh, that's something to look into as well. And then um, potential for a FinCon ski trip coming up. And this is the first time I've said this publicly. So uh, that's, that's coming up in late January. And so look for an announcement about that. Um, and maybe something over the summer that might have to do with a cruise. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but then of course the big event is next fall, uh, in, in Washington, DC, September 4th through 7th. Um, it's going to be another great show. FinCon 19, baby. Looking forward to that. So Paul, you know, I have to admit that I was not big on going to meetups and get-togethers. I had actually stayed away from them. You know, I always kind of told myself, well, I'm busy. I'm with my family. Who has time to either, you know, even go for me downtown Chicago, which was a good 20, 30 minutes away, or much less travel to another state uh, to meet people and talk about personal finance. So I went to Camp Fi with a little bit of trepidation. The one I went to was Camp Fi to Midwest in Minnesota. It was where I met you first. And I have to say, being at that event changed my life. I had no idea how much I was going to enjoy it. It's funny because I dove into the personal finance blogosphere because I was looking for information. I was looking to figure out 
how to measure my finances, what personal finance meant, what financial independence meant, how do I know when I have enough, all those big questions I found in the blogosphere. So I never realized that there was anything to gain by meeting people in real life. But when I went there, what I found was something I never expected, which was support. Emotional, physical support. People stepping up and saying, I've been through that and what you're feeling is okay. And I found myself leaving that event much more secure in who I was, my path to financial independence, and feeling a lot more connected to this community. This wasn't just a bunch of faceless people that I was interacting with on Facebook and Twitter and my blog. These were actual friends who I could go to any city in the country, most likely, and find some of them and hang out with them. And so that was really a sea change for me. And I'm wondering how these meetups have affected you. That's interesting because I wasn't aware that you had such trepidation going to the first camp five because I had been once before. And so based on my experience in Florida earlier in the year, I, I knew I would um, have connection. What, what I found when I went to the first camp five, which was in January, 2017, no, no, I'm sorry, 2018. It was, I think the second one they had, it was in Florida. I was surprised at how easy it is to talk, walk up to a stranger and talk about money. And moreover, to your point, it's the community aspect of it. That's the underlying value. And it, I've continued to make uh, stronger and better friends every time I reconnect in the community, especially face to face. But by once you have connected face to face, you want then you can interact online, and that and that connection is much richer. Versus if you only ever meet online, it's it's a little bit harder to have that greater connection. Yeah, and that was a big reason that I wanted to have John and Sarah on from Fire Up the Couch. And the reason why is they are not major content producers. And so I think if you are going at the personal finance community the way they are and the way I was until I started producing content myself, you're more of a voyeur. And while, again, you can glean all that great information and even some of the camaraderie by commenting and retweeting, et cetera, to really become part of the community, you almost have to show up in person and meet people. And that was the same reason why I had Marla on, because Marla is such a huge part of our community, but I don't think she would have been if she hadn't showed up and met people in real life. I mean, those conversations she had led to podcasts. It led to her creating some content um, unwittingly. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it's really hard to be part of this community if you don't A, create content, or B, go to some kind of get-together, meet-up, or conference. I think you can do both, but I actually don't think the creating content is nearly as important as showing up. And I would have never known that until I did it. And that was some of the magic of FinCon. Um, FinCon is a little bit more technical than yeah. some of these other meetups. But being in the same place with all those people talking to them, connecting to profiles and avatars that you've seen online just creates so much more connection. Yeah. And you also realize that some of the people that you follow, um, you do get a little starstruck at first, but then you realize very quickly that they're just normal everyday people that happen to have a, um, a blog, just like any celebrity, they're normal people and they've just happened to have found a, a following. And so I, I very much echo this con this, advice or message of it, you, you, your life will become enriched by improving your relationships and being around people of like mind. And I don't know of any other better place to go to find the quality of people that openly talk about money, about how it affects your life and what your goals are, than a Camp Fi, FinCon, a Choose a Fi local group or some similar local group that's in your area or Chautauqua, which I've never been to, but I, I can, everything I hear about Chautauqua is always that it's, I think Brad said it was 1.3 times better than he expected. And of course, Brad would call it, <laughs> would use that, use it that term. Yeah. And, and I would include uh, the WCI con too. So the white coat investor, oh, okay. um, 
also has done a get together and will be doing a next, uh, another one at some time in the future. And Jim, if you're listening to this, I'd be more than happy to come as a speaker. Uh-huh. Uh, we could, we could do a what's up next podcast, uh, on site. Uh, yep. but Paul, you and I will also probably be at a number of camp this coming right. year, right. as well as possibly be at FinCon. So I know it's up next in our lives, but you, our audience, if you would like to interact with us, uh, we will be at Camp Fies and FinCon all coming in the next year. And maybe you could hear your own voice on the What's Up Next podcast. This has been the What's Up Next podcast. I'm Doc G. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Paul Thompson, we wanted to thank our guest panelists today. A big thank you to Marla Tanner, uh, John and Sarah from Fire Up the Couch and PT Money. That's a wrap. I'm a known mumbler and quiet talker. So if you guys want to like have a signal for, hey, talk louder, idiot. Thank you. We're only as good as the people who are on. So there you mm. go. Well, this one's going to be a doozy. That's why I picked you guys. Come on. <laughs> good, good pick. That's part you of your lure. Yeah. yeah. And, and the mysteriousness. <laughs> there you go. I'm not actually ready. I forgot my question. Oh, man. <laughs> that we had a lot of impromptu meetings on the pink flamingo but I just (laughs) yeah if you don't know the context you don't know what that means right (laughs) all the uh, all the ums and I forgot the questions I I want to look as stupid as you got to look good for all these meetings and get togethers and conferences you got to wear your muscle shirts yeah He's totally ripped now. Now he's doing all his workouts. So. Yeah, I think everybody retires and then they just, all, all this time, they just start getting in the best shape of their lives. Like, well, right? I think we're about a month behind because we, we've done a bunch of recordings recently. We're a month ahead. Uh, we're never behind. You care about your money. Of course you do. So why aren't you listening to SoFi Daily? This podcast will keep you updated on the latest news in the stock market and how it could impact your financial life. Stay on top of what's happening. Listen to SoFi Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's SoFi Daily wherever you get your podcasts. It feels really good to be productive, but a lot of the time it's easier said than done, especially when you need to make time to learn about productivity so you can actually, you know, be productive. But you can start your morning off right and be ready to get stuff done in just a few minutes with the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day podcast. New episodes drop every weekday, so listen and subscribe to Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts. That's Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day wherever you get your podcasts.